didn't give me time to hit record before you did <laughs> I don't know, man. And you thought people complained about me smacking my teeth or whatever the fuck the expression is. Oh, it's because whenever you fucking drink, you always go, like, right after, to get the moisture I, off. I, I I'm a saliva-heavy boy. I love how everyone complains about it like clockwork. And I'm like, you ever fucking sucked on a fucking lollipop and drank anything after and you have a fucking moistness? Like, mm -hmm. it happens. I'm not going to take this critique from these dry ass mouth motherfuckers like, fuck you. you ever dry mouth that? soy boy cucks. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Never had a wet mouth. You've never seen a fucking woman before. Jesus Christ. Touch grass, buddy. But thank you for watching and supporting the content. <laughs> I can't use any of this as the intro. Holy shit. Also, why is no. it so dark in here? I know I'm dark, but like, Jesus. Darkness. The darkness. Darkness. Uh, it is just me. <laughs> uh, all right, hold on. Let me see if I can do this without. Just, uh, let's, see, let's see if I can deal with it. Feel like I'm choking. Okay. <laughs> there's it's a there's this extra memory. moisture between my lips and my teeth that is very uncomfortable. I hate this. I hate this. It's the, it's the muscle memory part. Okay, there we go. We made it work. Are we even ready to start yet? We are now. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Tugies Take Podcast. We are back again. The holy trinity of us, the guys, the fellas. We are here with Mr. Endo Mills and Mr. Sim for the Wind, who is braving the storm through a bit of a a bit of a cold in the aftermath of some hopefully what were lovely Thanksgiving festivities for you, Sim. Oh, absolutely. I had like a bunch of leftovers the next day and uh I fucking like fell asleep at 8 p.m. <laughs> a turkey, dude, like turkey, just that's that, that tryptophan. I, I could feel the tryptophan and the caffeine battling it out, and the turkey won. And I legit fell asleep. I, I honestly, I must have fell fallen asleep at like 8 or 9 p.m. I didn't wake up till like 8 a.m. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 12 hours. Holy I, shit. I, I mean, maybe my timeline was off. Like, I remember starting to lay down in bed being tired at like 8 p.m. And I was watching YouTube and shit. And you know how out of control that goes. Especially when you're a binge watcher like me. You just hit a playlist. And I was mm -hmm. watching someone play XCOM. And I don't know. <sighs> it could have been 10. But still. Like, when's you the last time up? you slept like 10 hours? Well, you besides Toogie, like, who slept the like time. 13 when he fucking <laughs> got over to Finland. The man, the the man, I was like, I was like, he's not going to last. He's going to go to sleep at like 6 p.m. Goes to sleep at 6 p.m. Still doesn't wake up till like 10 a.m. I'm like, OK, it was like, eight, it was like 9 a.m. The next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was honestly impressed. I was like that. That's that's. Yeah. And then I saw I saw your secret. You had like. What were they? Mel uh, melatonin gummies. I'm like, there. You oh, go. I didn't That'll even use those. Oh motherfucker! You I didn't use those. Use those. I definitely use, jacked one of those for use. By by the way, you left them somewhere. I'm like, oh, melatonin. Let's go. There you go. You'd be up for a whole <laughs> fucking day. Holy shit, Ugh. dude. Yeah, no, that was that was the best part. I had no jet lag at all because I couldn't sleep on the flight over, so I was already exhausted when I got there at like one a one p.m. local time. Yeah, and then you and I did our best to like walk around the city a little bit. Yeah. So by the time it hit like 6 p.m., oh yeah, I was 
I you was weren't done. having it. Everyone's like trying to convince you to stay up for another couple hours. You're just like, no, no, no. I'm bigger than all of you. You can't do. <laughs> well, <no. laughs> well, it was funny too because you're like, man, you're gonna wake up at like 3 a.m. and I trust me, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. But it's funny too because Thanksgiving, I I fell asleep at like five. Like I I was on the couch watching football, falling asleep, and I'm just like, I'm going to bed. Like we still had people over, and I'm just like. <laughs> It was lovely having you here. I'm going to bed. I did. I went and took a nap, uh, which is terrible. I took like a two hour nap and woke up and I'm like, oh, cool. I'll stream tonight. And it was after I can't take naps because then I just wake up even more exhausted than I already was. But yeah. like exhausted to the point where I can't go back to bed and I'm just kind of a zombie. So like Endo, Monk and Reaver and I, we all just played NHL until like four in the morning. because I couldn't go to bed, <laughs> but I didn't have the energy to stream. It was a lovely Thanksgiving, though. You know, I sent you a picture of the pumpkin pie to make you jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, nice. And it was delicious. Um, does raise, we'll, we'll do one viewer question here because it was a late edition uh, from Hawks. When does Christmas time begin in each of your opinions? Immediately after the night of Thanksgiving is when our tree went up and the sappy lifetime Christmas movies began in this household. Mm. So. Endo, how about you? Is he muted? Did he, did he hear the question? Is he oh, muted? Oh, sorry. I muted on my end. Sorry. Oof. I said it, it begins when Mariah Carey's head dethaws. <laughs> you hear the muffles. It's, it's, it's Halloween. You hear the muffles. And like oh, every God. day gets closer. She's just cryogenically frozen every fucking year so she could come back after Thanksgiving. She exactly. just stopped her Christmas. Is she in a block of ice or is she in one of those like cryogenic freezers from uh, Futurama? Yes. I was going to say, I like to pretend it's that so she just kicks open the door during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, God. It just starts singing All I Want for Christmas. Or yeah, excuse me, lip syncing it. Brutally. Holy shit. I'd definitely say after Thanksgiving. Um, I don't usually get a tree. To, well, I don't have a tree in my fucking apartment. That's just, no. I have to I have to go enjoy other people's trees. Um, yeah, I. it's pretty much the day after Thanksgiving. I We never got our tree that early, though, in my family. We Because, I don't know, we never rushed into shit. Uh, and I'm lazy, so that works. I'll get that shit hella late and then keep it up past New Year's. <laughs> Which I'm enjoying this. I paid for it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, generally I'll allow decorations to go up after Thanksgiving, anything before Thanksgiving. I'm just like, calm the fuck down. Actually, where my cousins live in this like gated community, like it's got a security fucking check in and shit. Um, it's on a golf course. So there you go. Uh, yeah, they, they have a fucking rule where you cannot decorate your shit Christmassy until after Thanksgiving. Mm. <laughs> like, probably, the like, one time rule. The one time a homeowner society is a positive thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're an association. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so with that, we will uh, move on to some viewer questions. Before we do, of course, as always, we need to mention that the Tukes Take podcast brought to you by the lovely folks at Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com and use code Tukey. That's T-O-U-G-I-E for 20% off your order and free shipping. Heading into the holiday season, there is no better time no better stocking stuffer than everything going on with manscaped and if you're listening to the show early they're still running their cyber monday sale as well manscaped get the right tools for the job get some cylindrical deodorant to change your life forever i don't know where i put mine 
I found it. I have Always it. on standby with the exception. I have yours. <laughs> I took it. There it is. So again, shout out to manscaped.com. Code Toogie, 20% off, free shipping. Manscaped.com. Let's get to some viewer questions here as we do. I got a I duck help. call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you are planning the trip over here. <laughs> You're prepared. Oh, that's my grandpa's old one. It's from like the fucking 40s. Jesus. Yeah, yeah old ass like, grandpa. There's more here. Well, he's he's nope. dead now, but yeah. Oh, I Jesus. Mean... <laughs> Don't <laughs> most more. people have an old ass grandpa? Well, they, they used to. They... Jeez. <laughs> well, I'm saying in like a general sense, like how many people are walking around with a grandpa who's like 52? <clears throat> yeah, very true. You know? I've befuddled I mean, Endo. I mean, if you come from a family of teen pregnancy, you never know. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Didn't think about that yeah. shit, did you? Mm. <laughs> Link to the discords down below as always. Let's go over to Scroopy Noopers for the first question. What is your favorite memory at an arcade or other public gaming venue? Now, I have one for this. Easily enough. Go for it. There was a, uh, a campground that we went to, which LOL campground. Um, where, you know, it was basically an RV park. Um, but this place, uh, it's still a thing, um, known as, uh, Bailey's Camping Resort (laughs) in Scarborough, Maine. But this place was awesome. We'd go once a summer and meet up with my, uh, meet up with my grandfather there, um, who would come up from Massachusetts. And, um, even a little bit after his passing, we still did this. And this place was awesome. Um, so literally they have it where it's like, Hey, you can rent out a cabin. You can rent out a trailer, bring your own trailer, fucking set up a tent. We don't care. But this place was dope in Make terms a fort of out of sticks and leaves. Go for it. Pretty much. Hey, you pay for it. You do what you want to do. Fuck uh, yeah. but it is just on this gigantic piece of land where man, you want to go fishing, go ahead and go fishing. There was this gigantic ass playground for the kids. There's swimming pools and hot tubs and shit and then there was this little or not little but this big ass entertainment building that had an arcade and holy shit the amount of time that myself my uncles spent in that arcade just robbing these people blind to where i became a skee-ball master was at this campground um you know Having not been there for over 20 years, maybe this place absolutely sucks, and it's just one of those childhood memories that makes it seem so much better than it actually was. But easily, easily my favorite um, memory of of an arcade. Uh, that said, there were plenty of times on the uh, little road trip I took this past April where I'd see a big sign on the highway for, like, gigantic arcade, and I'm like, can, can we go? <laughs> and I was shut down at every turn. Because who doesn't love going to an arcade, even in 2022? It's mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to find a Finnish arcade so we can get robbed of all of our money. Because we don't <laughs> understand how it works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Either one of you two, take over. Go ahead. Sin, you go first. I, I got one. Okay. Um, fuck, man. There's been a lot of good memories at it, but... Uh... Maybe when I was on a school band trip to Reno, there's a jazz festival in Reno that we used to go and play at and stuff. And uh, 
man, like the, I would, I don't know what fucking game was like. I don't know. Yeah. It's one of the ones where you could win prizes. I can't even remember all of them, but I won enough for this like mini skateboard. Didn't work too well, but it was hilarious. Uh, and I just after it was just mo- mostly afterward, just because one of my buddies also got enough fucking tickets uh, to win win something. His was mine was legit. I was I was kicking ass at like skee ball, some of those other games and stuff like that. I got pretty lucky on one of those like jackpot things. But my buddy just had a ticket glitch, and they just kept coming out of this fucking machine until they were <laughs> until, until they was out, and he just you know turned all our tickets and we both had these mini skateboards we were riding around in a parking garage on them and that's that that's that's just a good memory endo mills okay so i have um one that was not necessarily recent but it was like let me think when this happened it was like 2011 uh so when i was in army cadets uh because i did army cadets for like six years uh during training we were brought up to um one of the canadian forces one of the Canadian forces bases and on our company lines, we had a, we had a barracks so you could buy whatever you want. Uh, food drinks. We had like an arcade and all that. They had like time crisis. They had a whole bunch of arcade machines. Um, uh, and you could also rent out consoles. Uh, we were also getting paid while we were training. Cause I like speaking, it's kind of like government work, quote unquote. Uh, so we were getting paid and, this is right when like Brink came out for the PS3. And I think I spent my entire off time just playing the fuck out of Brink. Now, every, everyone hates Brink because of like how it is. But this is like we had no Internet access like on the actual consoles. So it was like Brink 1.0, no patch, no nothing. It was so much fun. It was insane. And I did that for like two weeks straight. And anytime I have any off time, I just go there. It was, it was something else. It was a lot of fun. I remember the hype for that game. Oh and my god, yes! Very, very quickly went away. About that game. So Brink was supposed to be like a first-person shooter uh, developed by Bethesda, and well, published by the Bethesda, working by like the like Sumo Digital. The whole gimmick of Brink was like, think of like the maneuver, like uh, like Mirror's Edge, like in how it's free running, mixed in with gun combat. And so they had this thing called smart, which was smoothly move across random terrain. And so you'd have three different builds you can go into, uh, like, a, like a heavy build, a light build, and a medium build. And certain builds could move certain ways. And it just, it was it was a good game in concept. But like now that I look back at it, it was really flawed in so many different ways. But when I'm a fucking 12-year-old kid who's looking to play like any fucking video game, you don't really care. You just take what you have and just go with it. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Question number two, you only get one game from your childhood to choose to play again for the first time. You get a fresh start. (laughs) We know Endos. No, 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 no. no. It's something different. So basically one game from your childhood that you could get a fresh start with and play again for the very first time. Now, this is a tough question because certain games you're going to look at different like do i get to experience and feel about the game the same way that i did then because obviously you look at video games differently now compared to when you did as a child yeah so that is that is a bit of a tough one Um, i'm assuming it's like in that space where you were because that affects a lot of things yeah i think um Whew, that's it's for me though it's got to be halo like the first halo on the og xbox that just yeah. 
it legitimately changed gaming for me in mm-hmm. the way I kind of looked at. That was really the first first person shooter that I got so heavy into. Um, yeah, I remember playing it at where I was sleeping over at my buddy's house, and that game legit inspired me to like buy an Xbox, and that was the only reason. And from then on, I've had I've had Xboxes. You know, I had a PS2, but I got the Xbox. I didn't buy another PlayStation until like yeah PlayStation Four just to play MLB. But mm. yeah. And LOL, you don't need to do that. Yeah, anymore. now I don't need it anymore. Fuck a PS5. PS5 is a great console, though, let me tell you. Yeah, I can't find yeah. one. I played it at my Dude, cousin's house. He just I, got one. I'm still so <laughs> fucking mad. Again, I mentioned this before. I bought my PS5 after never seeing one in the wild. The first PS5 I ever played was in Finland. Never saw one in the wild. I have seen at least a dozen PS5s at my <laughs> local Walmart since. Jesus. That's how it goes. That's how yeah. they get you. And I heard they're still the same price, which is kind of hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a little ridiculous. They are just a smidge expensive. (laughs) Just a smidge. But for a God of War Ragnarok machine, worth it. Um, Endo, do you have a choice for this? Because I'm I'm struggling. I got to be honest. So, like, one of the games currently that I play that I can pick up at any given time and like, just go It's like just experience for the first time or just like something you can replay constantly with no, with no fail. Just the idea of like a game that you loved as a kid where you would want to capture, I guess that like initial moment of like falling in love with that game in the first place. I'm torn between Kirby air ride for the Nintendo GameCube. Uh, Cause I was playing that recently on stream, like maybe not even recently, but like four months ago with Davos. Uh, it's either that, um, NBA Street V3, because I could play the fuck out of that. That was a lot of fun. And Ratchet Deadlocked for the PS2. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Dude, I, uh, I replay that game so much, like right now as it is, but I just want that original feeling of playing it again. So fucking good. I want a remaster of that game. It's never going to happen, though. Mm. I cry. <laughs> I am torn. In terms of story-based games between Banjo-Kazooie on the N64 and Jack and Daxter on the PS2. Um, Love both of those series. And then aside from that, I want to say, like, my fondest, like, memories from being a kid and playing games, aside from those two particular games, uh, would be the N64-era wrestling games. WrestleMania 2000, WCW Revenge, No Mercy... Um. Oh man. God. Yeah. Oh so man. It's just... that, that just took me back. Uh, that just took me back to like uh, SmackDown versus Raw. My cousins. My cousins were obsessed with like, with like wrestling. Mm. And it's funny how like out of all of them, like I'm the bigger wrestling fan now. After like a year, after years of like basically being like not a, really a fan of it. Mm. Yeah, I remember playing. Oh my god, so many memories. So it's uh. It's a it's a tough call. I would I would probably go. I I think I'd go with WrestleMania 2000 for the sole purpose, and I think I've explained it before. Um, my dad, bless him. Um, <laughs> instead of just buying the game, probably rented it enough times that he paid more in rental fees yeah. for that particular <laughs> game than he did, as opposed to if he had just gotten it for me. But I love him for it, and. Yeah, in a general sense, um, God, it's it's very, very difficult to choose. Um, 
from Rafi, best World Cup game so far. Have either of you paid attention to the World Cup whatsoever? No, all I the only thing I paid attention to was the guy who ran on the field with like uh, support for Iranian women and uh, support Ukraine. That was like maybe like ten minutes ago or something like that. The yeah, only I think there was. I've cared about that. Yeah, I think there was a pride flag too. So um, yep, as we say, straight to jail. Um, but the balls on that person to do that when uh, huevos. when a lot of teams didn't even stand by their guns and wearing the pride uh, flag uh, captains bands or anything like that because they were going to get a yellow card for it. Um, but yeah, then you have someone run on the field for that reason. Um, it's been a very weird World Cup because there is no sense of celebrating. You know, this is now two World Cups in a row where you're going to uh, places with rather restrictive regimes. You went to Russia in 2018, now you're in Qatar in uh, 2022. And yeah, it, it just doesn't necessarily feel like the world cup um at this stage there have been some interesting games unfortunately to our fine canadian uh viewers and listeners of course canada has been bounced from the world cup already but uh, we scored a goal and therefore we have progressed and are better than anybody else i mean it's it's literally the best performance that canada's ever had one goal four five against in two games they have one game uh, left mm uh, did you hear what happened to uh, the TSN reporter James Duthie? I can't say I have. Okay, so he said that, uh, what's it going? Alfonso Davies' goal is the greatest performance from Canada at in, in soccer history. Right in front of the Olympian who was on the Canadian on the women's uh, soccer team. Oof. And he she gave her the biggest side eye like the biggest cut eye ever and everyone was dragging him on twitter because of course they do and it was it was wild oh man well if yeah i mean it, yeah god <laughs> the god, tsn just... turning point where only male sports matter <laughs> yep and then someone's like yeah they only cared about the men just like how tsn only cares about the leafs and someone's like rent free i'm like no he's got a point he's mm. got a point Come on, let's be real. They barely give the woman any any airtime for uh, for hockey anyway. At least not as much as they probably should. Let's be real. To answer the question, um, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, which is one of the biggest upsets of all time. It was like the third ranked team in the world in Argentina, losing to like the 52nd in Saudi Arabia. And then the next day, Japan beat Germany, which was dope. And then Japan lost their next game. So now they've lost pretty much any advantage that they actually had. Um there was the U.S. defying the English once again. That was pretty nice. Uh, the U.S. played, I think, Iran tomorrow and need to win. So that'll be that'll be a fun time. But yeah, it's just been a really weird feeling uh, regarding the World Cup this year, just because where it's being held. Fortunately, yeah. I wasn't going to watch question. it anyway, but uh, you know, right <laughs> now, I feel, now, now I'm doing something by not watching it. Yeah, right. You can at least feel like, hey, good. I'm not I'm supporting this sticking regime. by my own beliefs. Yeah. Like, I mean, I said as much that I was probably going to be hypocritical and pay attention to the tournament a bit. And that's true. Um, you know, it is one of those things where it's just like, you know, me, for example, like me not watching isn't going to change the fact that it's already there. Right. Yep. Like, like that's a very. Yeah. That, yeah. That. 
<laughs> sorry, that that you. Sorry, I'm not to cut you off, but that is such a Bill Burr thing to say. That's such an East Coast fucking thing to say. I'm pretty sure Bill Burr has said that about something. Like, yeah, like me not watching this. Naka. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Please continue. <laughs> It is true, though, <laughs> just in a sense of like, man, the deal has been done. And unfortunately, yeah. in this instance, like the blood has been spilled. And it's literally it is one of those is what it is situations at this stage. And uh, unfortunately, there is no sense of like, yeah, no, FIFA will do better next time. Oh, hell no. It'll still go to the highest bidder, whatever money there is to be made. And uh, if people have to die in the process, FIFA's OK with that. That's yeah. pretty obvious. So. I mean, the, the CEO as like the person in charge already said that, oh, you know, North Korea could be an option. And everyone was yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, he was the one that had the quote, right? Of like about today. I am gay. Yeah. Today, today I, I feel like I'm gay, essentially, like because wasn't of that like a like a that was a you stole that thing from someone. Someone else, like another politician in New York said that apparently a few years ago. So the same thing. Today I'm a black woman, or like today I'm this. I'm like, ah. <laughs> we're all united. You could say yeah, we're all sweet. united together to celebrate our cultures as football. Not be today. I am a woman. Today, <laughs> thanks to the <laughs> thanks to the criticism that I am receiving as the leader of FIFA, I understand what it's like to be oppressed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a hell of a stance to take. You know. <laughs> Man, that's that, take, that takes some balls. Yes, that takes some balls. But yeah, yeah. The World Cup, everybody. The world's game, including world. a country that had to see it move to the winter because it would be inhumane to play it in the summer because it's so fucking hot. Jesus Christ. That said, Steel Devil, our final question: Thoughts on Matt Murray assaulting the goalpost wherever there is pressure, whenever there is pressure in his own zone. So All this right. happens. Uh, a couple of times now with Maple Leafs legend Matt Murray. Endo Mills, this is your time to shine. He has fucking ice skates on. <laughs> have you been wearing those the whole time? Okay, so a little backstory. I my skates, so. my I have been. So I've been wearing these skates for the past four hours today so far. I, w- I will elaborate. So I got brand new skates because my last skates broke. And uh, yeah, so I had, to get, I had to break them in. I had to wear them whenever wear two layers of socks. I got them molded to my feet, but, you know, it doesn't really do all the, the working in process because I had a game the same day that I got them and they were in pain. So I will elaborate on this and say something. As a goaltender who uses the post in his play, they go from side to side in the high-speed environment, it, it was essential that your nets are actually working properly and everything whatsoever. There was also a report by Elliot Friedman and uh, some other guy, I can't remember who was on that podcast, saying that, yeah, teams have reported that Two out of the three teams that have net issues were the ones where Matt Murray knocked them off the post, which also means that they're not using the same pegs across the the NHL. There are a lot of pegs that are good quality and a lot of pegs that are bad quality. Not big all nets issue are... in the NHL. Exactly, mm-hmm. big pegger is stopping all this from happening and is calling out Matt Murray because he's actually having a good comeback season. It's all the fault of big peg. <laughs> yeah, big peg. Uh, I will say piranha pegs are the best pegs uh, in the, in yeah, they're called piranha pegs. They have three pegs, like three metal hooks on the bottom. You pop into the ice and it goes right in there and it's like you can't fucking move that shit. 
Yeah, you so could not, sure as hell so snap your femur over the it, guy. Though. So I have a very good idea of how those, uh, you know, the, the, the crew who, who manages the nets uh, operate, because I would sit third row on the away corner. Gotcha. Um, they would, uh, you know, they'd just take out the pegs, and I don't know, they, the sharks clearly didn't have whatever pegs you're talking about. He'd just, like, slide them out. He'd, like, stick a sponge down in there and, like, get the water all out. It's a trip. But, uh... Yeah, that, that's all I wanted to fucking contribute. I don't, I don't have a horse in this race. Matt Murray's on my fantasy <laughs> team now. I hope he keeps Matt. pushing the fucking nut off. Yeah. Keep doing it. Preserve his stats, buddy. He's killing it. Uh, he's doing really well since coming back from injury. Who the hell was um, it on the Bruins that did it that one time, like, forcefully? It was against the Sharks, too. Oh, man, it pissed me off because Sharks lost. Was it Halak? Or did they have another backup at the time? I Su- do not recall this Jordan Subban? whatsoever. Yeah, of course I- you don't. I played the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed, man. Oh, oh man. I went at it with that fucking guy, Dustin Brown, on Twitter for a while. I played oh. the fifth. Oh, man. <laughs> I can hear the I can hear the Bill Burr-esque inflections in Sin's voice. And it's like, yeah, you fucking you benefit from it, motherfucker. Yeah, that did kind of, that did kind of sound yeah, like Bill Burr. What the hell? You often so much. It probably I've goes been on. Practicing, you... I've, I've really been practicing his impression too much, just seeping into my actual talking. It's probably playing in your sleep, and you're just like, wow, wow, yeah. not a fucking, fucking, ah, fucking, ah, fucking you fucking knocked the nut off. I do tiling in the summer. It's like hell. <laughs> Look at me dabbing my forehead like a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, we have fun here, don't we? <laughs> oh, fuck. We talk about hockey. You just talk about Bill Burr for a half hour. Christ. Oh, God, we could. The Bill Burr Fan Appreciation Podcast. Hell yeah. God damn. Uh, with that, yeah, we can we can talk about hockey, I suppose. I mean, I guess technically that was a hockey question that somehow turned into talking about Bill Burr. <laughs> How did we do it? I don't know. Uh but with that said, thank you guys for your uh, questions. And speaking of trash, let's talk about the New Jersey Devils. Um, oh God, not my best segue. I tried. Losers. Uh, we tried. Uh, so, yeah, and no, you you got to experience this one firsthand as well as a Leafs fan because this was uh, you know probably one of the biggest talking points in the past week since our last show. The New Jersey Devils having three goals disallowed in one game against the Leafs, and their fans responded with trash. Salt. I mean, ah, uh, how do I how do I explain this? Um, Salt. They went from being like, oh, fire Lindy Ruff, to like, oh, wow, he's the greatest guy ever. We have 13 wins. To, Holy fuck, the refs are blowing the game. I'll be very honest. Um, like one of those calls was very one of those call, one of those calls was like that shouldn't have been called. So I know one of them was there was contact in the paint. Any contact with the goaltender in the paint is an automatic no goal. Yeah, the Second, one outside of the crease was. Yeah. So here, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one that's like questionable. So Matt Murray goes to play the puck. He goes back through. Thomas Tata skates around the other way and doesn't cut around the outside and cuts through the net. So I'm not sure there's an official ruling on this, but. Even when they have been playing beer league and high level beer league guys are, you know, former pros and stuff like that, you never cut in where the goalie's going at all. 
Like it's this common sense kind of thing, even in the, in the already competitiveness, even when you're trying to be competitive, because he's going right back to the crease. And then instead of going around, typically, because you, you wheel around, he goes right through the crease and therefore bumps into Matt Murray and then causes interference, which is then no goal. That one's very 50 50. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to bring up that you said uh, you said something about us not knowing or something like the NHL doesn't even know. Yeah. Um, because they called it a complete opposite way when the Devils were involved again, hilariously, when it was their goaltender who got knocked down in that same exact situation. The puck went in and the goal counted. Uh, yeah. So I think Devils fans definitely have a right to be pissed about that. And that just goes to show you that. Can you re- can you like write the rule book to be fucking specific? Because it, there's so much open to interpretation for the officials and it's never consistent. It's never the same. I, I try to go into goal reviews now, just ex, just accepting that I don't know what it's going to be. Even though, even mm-hmm. when, so, even though I know the rules, and even when it looks clear to me, I've I've seen enough. For instance, you know, uh, in the playoffs, Mark Andre Fleury coming out of his crease, initiating contact with Logan Couture as he skated by the, the tying goal going in, or that no, it would have been a goal that would have given the Sharks a win, and like, <laughs> fucking, it gets called back. Like, there's so much weird shit that we just don't understand and we'll never understand because the rules just simply aren't clear so i just try to go into it with like i don't know what's gonna happen fuck it yeah pretty much that's the way we've talked about officiating throughout the entirety of this this podcast history (laughs) it's just you're never gonna know for sure that's just the way that it works at this stage with the uh with the standard of officiating the way the rules are written all you can do is hope that it doesn't screw your team over. Pretty much it. Pretty much been our opinion the entire time. And uh, I stand by it at this stage. So, just got to hope for the best. So, you know, did Devils fans get robbed in a sense? Yeah, you did. Yeah. And you know what? You're fortunate in a sense that it didn't happen at any other point in time in that winning streak. Because the odds of that type of call or those types of calls not going against you over the course of 13 some odd games it's actually pretty slim if you think about it like a win streak like that a win streak like the Bruins or the Blues uh takes a lot of luck a lot of luck to be on the right side of a lot of calls that typically go against you especially with the way we know the NHL likes to handle you know 50-50 calls essentially I mean, you know, we were going to mention it. The Bruins set the record for the most home wins in a row to start a season with 12. There was a lot of luck involved in that, especially in regards to officiating. That's just how this league works at this stage. That said, since I mentioned the Bruins, unless you guys have anything else to add, but really, uh, to me, this topic just comes up as officiating shit, breaking news. No, it's not, though. Um... The Bruins and the Penguins have unveiled their Winter Classic jerseys for January. You mean the Bruins and the Providence Bruins? Because it basically looks like the Providence logo, the Penguins. What the hell? It's throwback to the Pittsburgh Pirate days. Like, look, these are the worst outdoor uniforms the NHL has ever put out. I yeah. will stand by that. It doesn't matter if it's Winter Classic. It doesn't matter if it's stadium series. And there were some rough ones for both of those in the past. These, these, like these two jerseys, the the set is undeniable garbage. I 
you know, was already leaning towards not going to the Winter Classic. And I'm not saying I'm not going now because the jerseys are shit. It's like I really don't want to sit outside in January in Boston for three hours while having difficulty seeing because it's a baseball stadium. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where it's like, oh, cool. I don't even have to buy one of these jerseys because I'm not going to buy garbage. So the NHL firing on all cylinders this, uh, this year. That's what we've learned, but I just wanted to bring that up really quick, but I don't know. I'm still, I'm still torn on the, uh, the devil's incident aside from, I mean, I guess in a general sense, just being like, you throw trash on the ice, you're kind of a trash person. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the one thing we didn't really touch up upon was the idea. We talked about the calls. We didn't really talk about the fans in general to the point where the uh, Jumbotron three nights ago, I believe it was now for the Devils game. They specifically had to say, uh, hey, please don't throw anything onto the ice, please. Um, You know, it's kind of funny when it's like, hey, there's a waffle on the ice. It's kind of funny when people are throwing hamburgers at Andrew Hammond and Curtis Lazar eats one. It's funny it, when Leafs fans throw a jersey on the ice four games into a season. But well, the thing, the thing about the Hammond thing is that his name was the Hamburglar, and he was being fucking amazing. So they threw hamburgers on the ice. It made yeah. sense. It, it made sense. Like with uh, with the Florida Panthers, you had the rats, and you just fucking throw the rats Which over. Doesn't make sense. Because Panthers and the cats, and they hit the yeah, they go on the rats, and they get the, they they hunt the rats. Or sure. was it because they were in a shitty old stadium that was rat infested? That too. All, both of them. <laughs> yeah. The rats. Uh, I yeah. The phone. Just the idea of throwing trash onto the ice is it's a rough, rough look. <clears throat> a lot of people are just like, ah, but it's Jersey, and it's like, well, but yeah. Congrats. Yeah, the two, Your two identity is the most famous. Yeah, a couple of the most famous ice throwing shit on the ice incidents were both Philly and Jersey. Yeah, it's weird how that works, yeah. isn't it? Please don't throw the bracelets. Throws them harder. Oh my god. <laughs> Please don't throw the bracelets that we have as a result of our owner dying. Yeah, that was rough. Rest in peace. <laughs> we're gonna miss you. <laughs> yeah. Just fly. God. Yeah, R rough look for Devils fans. I get the frustration, right? Like, certainly anybody can agree that there was some reasonable frustration, certainly. Um, that said, oof, it's just, it's a rough look. It's mm -hmm. a rough they look. They still almost came back, too. I was right. really hoping they would have just to spite everyone and just to fucking kick the Leafs' teeth in again. Plus, I just want entertaining LFRs, man. Mm. <laughs> It was still that one was still of... entertaining. That one was yeah. still fucking entertaining. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, God, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Wanted to mention uh, this really quickly as well. Um, it's kind of devil's adjacent. Not really. I uh, just wanted to acknowledge the fact that there is whatever now ongoing lawsuit there is between Rachel Dory, formerly of the Devils, now formerly of the Canucks, uh, who is suing the team. Um, it's a yeah. whole... It's a whole deal. It's a whole to do. There's not too much to discuss because obviously right now it's he said, she said in that regards or in this specific instance, uh, she said, she said um, in regards to that whole deal. But I recommend everyone go and uh, read what Rachel Dory put up there. Read the Canucks response as well. And we'll see what the hell comes out of that. Also wanted to mention uh, today, Alex Galchenyuk signed with the Colorado Avalanche for the rest of the season. 
Um, despite the fact he's played for like 17,000. Actually, can we? Can you guys together name all of the teams that Alex Galchenyuk has played for at 28 years old, third overall pick 10 years ago? Literally can you no. name the teams that Alex Galchenyuk has played for? Go. Yes. I don't even remember who he's drafted by. Was it the, the Habs that drafted yes. him, or did he end up there? Okay. Yeah, Montreal, Montreal Habs drafted him. Montreal Arizona. had him. Arizona. Pittsburgh. Montreal, Arizona. Pittsburgh. Minnesota Wild. Yep. Uh, Toronto. Yep. Uh, Ottawa. Yes, you got him. Well done. Yeah. Holy shit. Good yeah. job. Well Are you looking those. it up? Well, no. I'm looking at your <laughs> fucking dumbass mug on my screen. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That coffee mug is is very personal to me. Yeah, He's it was my grandfather's. My that, that, that's what the duck beautiful. call. That's yeah. what the duck call. It came with it. the duck call. <laughs> uh, worth noting for the Avs, they are injured to shit. Um, Bowen Byram, Evan Rodriguez, Shane Bowers, Valeri Nachushkin, Gabriel Landeskog, Darren Helm, like. They're they're pretty beat up. So someone like Alex Galchenyuk, who cap friendly has slotting in on the third line with Alex Newhook and uh, rookie, I think he'll be making his NHL debut, Jean Luc Foodie. Yep. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty banged up at the moment, as uh, as it feels like defending champions often are. But yeah. good for Galchenyuk sticking around when it looked like his uh, North American hockey days might have been coming to a close. Also worth noting. As I have to do for my favorite player, Jason Robertson. Broke the Dallas Stars team record for consecutive games to the point with 14. Jason Robertson. Noted. Trying to get the updated information. NHL.com, why you got to be so slow? Jason Robertson, second highest scorer in the league. Most goals in the league. Wow. Which is weird because he's first, Bo Horvat second, and then it's Connor McDavid. And Although Austin McDavid Matthews has is nowhere to be found. What a fucking scrub. Do you know where Austin Matthews is in terms of uh, goals right now? No, I don't. Endo? Eighth. 32nd. LOL. Oh, wow. He has 10 in 23 games. He has as many goals as a lot of players. Highlights include. Martin Natchez, Lawson Krause, Riley Smith, Jamie Benn, and Joe Pavelski. Bro Pavelski, let's go. Let's be real, though. I mean, this is clearly a, a really, really late start. I'm going to mm -hmm. be the Leaf defender real quick and say, if you look back at last year's season, he got like 50 goals and 50 games at the end of the season. So he's just, he's just like a slow progression, just like the Leafs, That's you know. That's true, when the Leafs were trying to change the definition of what 50 and 50 meant. I remember that. Exactly. Yes, yes they were. That was a fun time. Like, I, I was uh, on board with it. Like, he just scored 50 goals in 50 games, but at the same time, it's true. just hilarious. The Leafs are just, like, got them fucking main character complex so hard. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, city. like... There was also a weird period of time when we were tanking and we kind of call ourselves Canada's team, and I laughed my ass off really, really hard. I mean, they still are. They just <laughs> they're Canada's, no, Canada's team. Canada's team. They're the media's team for sure. Holy shit! Well, yeah, I mean, I know they get In ratings. Uh, so wanted to mention Jason Robertson that turned into Leafs talk. Funny enough, um, 
Also wanted to mention the Philadelphia Flyers, who are now on their third 10-game losing streak of this calendar year. We still have a month to go, by the way. Um, this is their fifth 10-game uh, fifth ten game losing streak since Chuck Fletcher became the GM of the team. He's got a vision. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Philadelphia, Jeez, I, relatively I hot start. They're fucked. Yeah. Relatively hot start, and they are down yeah, at really this sucks. stage. Um, Carter Hart. He's still got he has like he's still got over nine ten. Carter Hart, man. I'm pretty sure. Against all odds. The man is Yeah. Fuck Philly forever, like booing that guy or doubting him at any point. Yeah, on the mm. season. Ah fuck, where is it? Yeah, he's got a nine fifteen and a two eight five still. It's fucking unreal. Like, it, it, sure, it was a great start, but so, yeah, he's been pretty bad. But at the same time, that's impressive that he's maintaining a nine one five when he and the team's been bad. Just goes to show you how good he can be mm-hmm. if he just has some support. Philadelphia right now uh, in the bottom uh, bottom eight in terms of points percentage. Um, the bottom ten for this season. It's still early, but it's interesting. Anaheim dead last. Nobody had that happening. Like, nobody had Anaheim being that bad. Um, and obviously, out. you know, we've, we've talked about their problems on and off, and and rightfully so. Get San to Jose. I'm lose my shit. <laughs> San Jose currently 31st in points percentage, so right on track. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we still got pieces to trade, baby. We could still get worse. I'm loving yeah. it. Ba da ba ba ba. But we're gonna tank Reimer's value first and trade him for something like a set a third. He'll be like lucky f- to get like a, third. a fourth. Like a fourth. They. Sh- it, uh, he was doing so fucking good, man. Aiden Hill went for a third. Come on now, he's not Aiden Hill. Fourth in future considerations. Holy boy. Yeah, they could have got a first or a second for Reimer if they just fucking played their cards right, and they didn't. Yeah. You got Columbus currently sitting 30th in points percentage, which is brutal. And we've talked about all of their injuries. Like, it's just, that's a real, real rough season for the Blue Jackets. And because of those injuries, it doesn't look like it's going to get any better, uh, really, at any point this year. Chicago, they're right where they want to be and right where they belong in the dumpster. Uh, Then Ottawa, brutal season for them by their standards. Arizona's right where they want to be. Then there's Buffalo, brutal season for them. So it's just, it's interesting to see kind of what teams are going to turn things around, what teams might regress back to where they're supposed to be, uh, which now includes the Philadelphia Flyers already well on their way in that regard. Yeah, you're going to see a lot. Oh, you're going to see a lot of big trades this year, I think. I don't know. I have a feeling this is going to be a really, really busy uh, trade deadline because because of how many prospects are available in the next upcoming draft. Mitch Cobb, Fantilli, uh, Jagger, Misa, um, Bedard, Misa, Bedard. Misa's like, a couple so, years away. Yeah, Misa's a couple years away. Still. Yeah, but like this year and next year is going to be insane. So I can see a bunch of teams figuring out they're not going to do Wait, well. Wait, Misa's not in next year? I thought he was. I guess he's the year after. Michael Misa's a, he's a exceptional status, so he's two years from now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Actually, he's three bad. years from now. He's this year, this year, no. Next year, no. Then the year after that. Okay. So he will be available in, this is 2023, 2025-2026 draft. Okay. Yeah. 
Worth noting as well, because I mentioned Chicago, uh, shout out to Kirby Doc, who scored a shootout winner against his old team. Give kind of taunted ear. the crowd as well. Give him the um, you know, I get that Chicago wanted to be bad, but boy, I don't think that Kirby Doc trade is going to look very good by the time it's all said and done for the for Hawks. Him. That's bad that I that you have to think about it. Who did they even get for Kirby Doc? So the trade was Montreal acquires Kirby Doc, who at this point has 17 points in 21 games this year on Montreal. That's why you don't bury fourth liners. Chicago ended up with the 13th overall pick that became Frank Nazar. Now, Nazar himself, uh, just to get the updated point totals for him, very promising, highly touted prospect who did fall to 13th, probably because a little bit undersized. Um, he's playing with the developmental program. Uh, this well, actually he was supposed to be playing with Michigan this year, uh, mm. but hasn't, I believe, due to injury. So uh, not entirely sure what's going on there, but still highly touted. Um, you know, and then there was Gavin Hayes, who was a third round pick, who has 21 points in 24 games with the uh, Flint Firebirds. So on paper, it's not the worst trade in the world. And actually, uh, from October, uh, Nazar had surgery for a lower body injury, and he will be out for the foreseeable future, as it was quoted. So he might miss the entirety of his first year at Michigan. Wow. What you can't bank on, you can't you know predict injuries or anything like that. But still, that that trade is going to be a very interesting one, where it's like, man, this first round pick could be anything. It could even be Kirby Doc. It's like, well, you yeah. already have Kirby Doc, though. So why not keep Kirby Doc? You know? Yeah. Just a concept. But, hey, we'll see if it works out. Maybe it does. And then people just be like, see, it was fine. Everything, everything's great. And maybe, inevitably, they will be right. Speaking of right, Shane Wright. Ha-ha! We... Go. We did better. Uh, Funny are stuff. you guys are you guys aware of his updated numbers in the AHL? It's got like four goals or some shit. Four goals in three games for Shane Wright. Kind of feels like that's good enough for NHL to me, like in a good role. I don't know, man. What's he his was... course he though for passing though? Hmm. May just be a goal scorer. Who never knows? You never know. Could be something other yeah. there. Oof, those goal scorers, they just can't do enough except score goals. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's one of those things where, you know, we kind of talked about it before. We'll be discussing for a very long time just what you know Seattle did in regards to his development. We'll be discussing that for a very, very long time. We'll also be discussing, of course, that CHL AHL rule. Because I mean, hey, it's only three games, but boy, the the proof sure uh, seems to be in the pudding at this uh, at this mm -hmm. stage in regards to he should be playing against men, like yeah, like in regards to like clearly too good for junior and should be in the AHL to get that proper developmental time. So I thank the Seattle Kraken because they have kind of pushed this issue back almost to the forefront in regards to you know, prospect development, whether or not we see change with that rule, I do think it could happen. 
in the near future. So I, I do thank Seattle for that. And uh, boy, Shane Wright's going to look pretty fucking good on the uh, Team Canada World Junior team. Oh my God. Yeah, that, that Team Canada team is going to look amazing. They get all the players that are like hypothetically could be there because some might be able, some might not get released um, from their NCAA uh, contracts, the NCAA teams, and all that. But I have a strong feeling they will. That team's going to be insane. Final thing to mention: not that we want to uh, end the show on a low note or on a sad note, um, but the feeling was, of course, that this was coming. I don't think anyone expected it to happen this fast. Uh, but the hockey world, again, suffered another major loss in 2022. It has been an absolutely horrific year in terms of Legends of the Game passing away. Um, you know, and we had mentioned it before, uh, but Borja Salmi passed away last week as yeah. well at the age of 71. Supplications from ALS. He, dude, he, the diagnosis was made public in August. Like, this happened so fucking fast. And the only takeaway, because... You know, the only takeaway for me here in terms of like discussing his legacy, we have done that. And rightfully, that has been mentioned a lot. I don't know if there's too much that we can necessarily add to that conversation. But all I can say is I am thankful uh, for him, for his family, for fans that he had that one last moment in the spotlight only two to three weeks before his passing in Toronto. Um, you know, where it, it is one of those things where. You know, you get to say, like, hopefully this person realized just, you know, what they meant to the hockey world before they yeah. unfortunately passed away. But, yeah, just just crazy, incredibly sad. Um, But someone who, you know, it, it cannot be understated how much he changed the game in regards, especially to Swedish players finding success at the NHL level. Yeah. So, like I said, 2022 has been a rather rough year um, in the world of hockey. You know, again, I mentioned like some like bossy and so many others now. Um, rough year in that regard. And like I said, didn't want to necessarily end the show on a, a super low note. But again, I just don't know how much there was that we could necessarily add uh, to the particular conversation at hand. I mean, it's it's Borea fucking Salming. It's like, hey, eulogize one of the best of all time. There you go. You already did it. A, you know, a monumentally important player in the history of hockey. That said, gentlemen, I think today was a fun show. We talked about Thanksgiving. We talked about arcades. We laughed at Chicago. That's always fun. <laughs> Fairness, I try. I try to make room for that every day. That's that's yeah. my Thanksgiving. Laugh at Chicago. And I, I do. We're- we're just chilling. You're like, hey, guys, guess what? What? Chicago. And you're like, ah, we're like, ah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind <laughs> of what it's turned into. And you know what? I'm good with that. I'm good with it. Uh, Sin, you fought your way through a cold and we certainly hope it's it's just that and you'll yeah, be too. over and done with soon. But what do you got going on in the meantime? Yeah. Uh, as I think I mentioned last time, I got two franchise modes going on the YouTubes, an expansion one. And then the Chicago Blackhawks, funnily enough, it's been kind of therapeutic to just tear that fucking organization down and build it uh, anew. <laughs> and uh, yeah, other than that, man, that's that's about it. I don't Did know, you I change have some the other logo shit going on? No, no, I, I. 
the logo's one thing. I find I don't think the name's too bad, but then if you change the logo, you may have to change the name, although the Warriors didn't do that, but that's more general. For me, Blackhawk is it's a more dignified name. Um I can even see the logo. It's not like a it's not the fucking Cleveland Indians, don't get me started. It's not um, Chief Wahoo, oof. yeah. Uh, like the logo, it's still a dignified thing. You can argue appropriation or, or whatever, and you could have a very, very solid argument. Um, but to me, it's like the Redskins, for example, you change the name, you got to fucking change the logo like two, um, for the Blackhawks, <laughs> it's a bit more of a tricky situation. I'm more on the fence. Whereas two, he's definitely, a, a ch- you know, change them. Um, I, so anyway, yeah. And I'm else. What do you got going on? Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. If there's one thing I love about the irony of that, and people have been haven't called you out for it yet, you hate the usage of the, of the Chicago Blackhawks and Chief Blackhawks caricature. But I've heard you say "Chief" more than anybody in the fucking world. <laughs> for that uh, reason specifically. Yeah, for that. Reason. No. <laughs> uh so new stream schedule hopefully uh it's gonna be 11 30 to 2 o'clock p.m monday tuesdays thursday fridays uh you know just doing that can uh, i just play- say you, ch- you change your stream ske- uh, schedule around more than you change a room around yeah well the room <laughs> hasn't changed in two months so you know what it i'm gonna it's no due. it hasn't you know like now Washington that you say that generals I'm gonna move. I'm gonna works. move a monitor in like one inch over, just in spite of you. And that's gonna be a big change for me. Uh, no, but yeah, I'm just playing a lot of uh, drop-ins. I just might be the drop-in guy now. Uh, I got called a slur today on drop-ins, <laughs> so you know that's fine. Uh, you know, just a casual Monday. It's okay. Just NHL community. NHL it's mega. It's mega. It's mega Monday, so you know it just kind of happens. Um, yeah, so you can you can watch me get slurred at live on uh, twitch.tv slash endomills and uh yeah, that's that's me. Just terrible. Oh my god. I saw you post that tweet, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you wish you could be surprised. But no, yeah, let's is. let's add proximity chat so that way mid-game, so that way I can get someone yelling the N-word at me going through with a Doppler effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And with that, everybody, we'll see you later on this week. Thank you for listening. (laughs) You're listening to the Tookie's Take Podcast.